This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest. Her name is Cabrina Budwell, and she is the founder of Cabrina Budwell Consulting which helps her clients to create, capture, and nurture subscribers into paying clients, which I know we all want when we want to have more clients. So I'm so excited to have you. Cabrina, how are you? I'm doing well, and I'm super excited to be here. Yes, yes, I'm excited. There's a lot of reasons why I'm excited to talk to Cabrina today because, you know, she talks about marketing. You know, I love marketing. She's also has, is doing it around this crazy schedule. I say anytime you have kids, it's crazy, right? Yes. <laughs> but <absolutely>. I'm, <laughs> it's so crazy. But I love that you are specializing in lead magnets, quizzes, messenger bots, and funnels to create some automation. And right now, a lot of people are working from home. They're trying to build their businesses. It's all very new for a lot of people. So a lot of digital marketing, anybody who's helping people with digital marketing is very important right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then you are taking the scary, the scary out of it, the scary overwhelm of technology and creating systems. So how did you start doing that? Well, I actually started my business completely out of necessity. Mm -hmm. So um, when my husband and I got married, we thought that birth control was going to work really well and found out very quickly (laughs) That it didn't. Not always, right? (laughs) Yeah. So we got married in April and found out in December that we were pregnant. And I was like, wait, I'm supposed to be going and getting my doctorate. That was going to be my baby. I never wanted children. And so I thought I'd be this big corporate lady um, and actually had the goals of being the first woman CEO of Disney. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, didn't quite get there. There's still time, though. There still hasn't been a woman. There's still time. There's still time. But when my little, my first one was born, I found that I was stuck not being able to go to work because childcare was more than I was making at my job. And so we sat down and had that serious, scary conversation for an A personality, headstrong woman of, you need to stay home. Mm. And I was just torn apart because I never wanted to have kids. And once I had her, it was the most amazing thing. And I don't know what I would do without them. Right. But at that moment, I was like, who am I? Am I meant to just be a mom now? Am I just raising kids? Do I have a career left for me? Like, do I get to do anything else? Or do I have to wait till they're 18 and then, you know, try and find myself? Like I'm seeing some of these other women around me do totally lost. Right. Well, you know, Cabrina, this is not uncommon because I had the same feelings, you know, I all, I never wanted kids and I just wanted to be this corporate monster, you know, this, Mm -hmm. this woman and just moving up the ladder and doing all this. And, uh, I know a lot of women find themselves there when I have my son, of course, I love him. I'm glad I did. But you know, at the time you're thinking I can't have kids going to slow me down. Yeah. Well, and I think we live in this society where as women, we're, expected to do all of these amazing things and have the family and be in shape and have the business and be doing everything so well when our counterparts are not expected to do as much as we are. No. And so we put a lot of burden on ourselves. And then when we can't do it because it's just not physically possible, 
we're like, oh, I failed. I right. can't do it. That's what happens. That's what happens to a lot of us. Well, you used to work with Disney. You were, that's funny you brought up, you wanted to be the first CEO of Disney, but you were a cast member at Disney for a long yes. time. Yes. How yes. long were you there? Um, I was there for about a year and a half. Uh-huh. And what I did was I actually trained cast members how to um, deal with people with disabilities. So for example, if somebody with autism came into the park who was, you know, in their 20s or 30s and had a meltdown, how do you handle that? Because not everybody understands that that demographic can act like a two-year-old versus an adult. So really training them on what that looks like and how to help those people and all of the, if there's water in a ride or if there's lights in a ride, all those things that anybody listening with an autistic child or know somebody with autism would understand. Right. Wow. And what, what got you interested in, well, I know you wanted to move up in Disney, but what got you interested in that position? What was the draw to that? Yeah. So that was a interesting journey. Actually, I thought that I was going to be an Imagineer and do all the creative art for rides and movies. Mm-hmm. When I was four years old, I was like, I can draw in the lines. So I'm going to be an Imagineer. And that was always what I wanted to do. So when I got into college, I got into the Disney college program, worked in the parks for a little bit, and then got promoted into the position for guest services with guests with disabilities and started getting into technology. And how does this work? And I knew sign language. So that was one of the things that, you know, I always wanted to be an interpreter and just it's such a beautiful language Mm -hmm. to learn um so i was in this position and i was like oh my gosh this is perfect it's like the perfect piece of business technology which i found that i was really good at at that point in time and helping people really getting to see a difference because i was able to advocate for people that didn't have a voice and to understand them from a different perspective yeah well that that's like the perfect that's the perfect precursor to you let your later business, you know, starting to get into a little bit of technology. And then weren't you like, you know, working closely with ConvertKit and, you know, advance your reach, um, helping clients. So, you know, with copywriting and migrations and stuff like that. Yes. So um, I still contract for both of them because I just love both of the companies and the people that run them. And it's so fun as a business owner to see how other people are running their businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, But I actually got into ConvertKit first because I was a photographer, I was teaching sign language, and then my second came along and they both started walking and toddling around and I couldn't keep up with bringing them to a class and having them actually stay put. Right. They started to be a little bit more obstinate. And so I had to be like, okay, it's time to pivot and figure out what we're going to do because we needed the second income. There was yes. no way that we were going to make it without it. So I started applying for anything that said remote. And I was like, okay, I've done customer service. I worked at Disney. I've been trained by the best. So I can do this. Got mm-hmm. hired on on customer service for ConvertKit. And they started training me how to code, what to do. And so my business background came back in. So when people would ask, oh, how do you set up this funnel or this piece of the technology? And I'd be like, have you considered X, Y, and Z? And then they were like, oh, do you do consulting on the side? Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I was like, no, 
but maybe I should. Maybe I should, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I actually kind of fell into email marketing and business strategy by mistake, even though it ended up being what my strong suits are and have always been. Yeah. Um, so doing business turnarounds, audits on marketing, and really helping people go from that scene to sale. Wow. I love it. I love it. And so that started at baby number two, and now you have baby number four. Yes. Right? And so you've been doing this for a while. Yes. So um, it's been just a little over like three and a half years. My son was about six months when this all came into being. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was that person who was like, start a podcast, start a website, do all these things. Cause I had already been in the online space for a little bit prior to this with teaching American sign language. Mm -hmm. And I found out really fast that it's very difficult to start all those things with a brand new baby around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to take a step back and say, okay, I have to do this on my own timetable. Yeah. Like this is not something that I'm going to be able to look at some of these single women that are doing this and making six figures already and compare myself to that. But it also made me bootstrap a lot more and it made me have better systems in place because I had to go slower. It wasn't like, oh, here's all these clients and I have to make all of this work right now. So just throw money at it and make it work. I had to really meticulously think about it, which I think was better in the long run because I was able to have such a solid foundation for growth. And you start to really think what mothers and women in general really need, you know, just going to make it easier for them. You know, if you're doing it slowly and you are, you have kids as well, you start to see, okay, I can see how I can build their business uh, and something that's going to work for them because I, you have the same situations. Yeah. Well, and you would be surprised how many businesses get to that six figure mark and don't have a funnel, don't have email oh, yeah. marketing in place. Oh yeah. And they're like, oh, well we need all this stuff because now our referrals have run dry. And so it's basically like starting from ground zero, trying right. to get that traffic and referrals and all of the pieces in place. That's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. So tell me what are some of the biggest hurdles that you have overcome and what did you learn? Yeah. So I think that the biggest thing for me has always been, can I do it? Am I capable of this? Um, and you know, you see all these people, we only see the Facebook and the Instagram highlight reel. Yeah. So you don't see all of these gurus with basically their pants on the ground right? Uh, because we always put on our best face. So when you're in those moments when you're like, oh, I didn't get that client or I didn't make as much this month as my goal was, reminding yourself that how much you work and how productive you are is not what makes you a person. Right. And my husband will still remind me of that when I get into that mindset of, oh, I didn't do enough today. Right. Because, you know, there's so many things tied to business. It's hard to sever business and home life, especially when you work from home. Oh, right. For sure. For sure. I love the way what you said here um, when I asked this question to you. Um, you said, I grew up really poor, like Taco Bell was a five-star meal poor. I love, 
I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like that's very clear. You know, that's very clear. Like, and people, uh, but at the same time, you still were able to build your business, do it from home. It really speaks to you can do it no matter where you come from and what your background is and what you have or don't have. You can still build a business with four children. I mean, you know, that's kind of incredible. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, what I found out when I was younger was if you have the gumption and the grit to get it done, you can make it happen. Of course. I was a first-generation college student for my family, and, you know, I worked three jobs to put myself through college, and we got out of all of that debt the first year that we were married. And the reason that I did that was because I needed to have that burden lifted off of me. Yeah. I needed to feel like I was able to accomplish something. Yeah. Especially when you watch people growing up, not being able to get where they need to go and always waiting for that next paycheck, that next paycheck. It got, it wore on me. Yeah. Because I had so many dreams and aspirations. And when you have parents that don't, believe in those because they haven't seen them for themselves. You have to kind of just go outside of it and stop doing what they're doing and find a different path. Yeah. It's something, you know, uh, I know a lot of people can relate. I had the same kind of thing. I mean, we, uh, my parents, they were, they didn't have college degrees. And in my mind, I was like, I don't think I can make it unless I have one. I needed it for my own confidence, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and I just kept going. Eight years took me to finish my degree. So I totally get, and I had to go a different path. I had to figure it out myself, you know. Yeah. But it tells you a lot about who you are, too, you yeah. know. And I found that a lot of the entrepreneurs I run into were all kind of like, well, we're this mosh posh of people that had dreams and made them happen. Yeah, yeah. And so I totally understand. I walked across the uh, stage eight months pregnant with my second baby. Good for because, you. Uh, I had to finish. I was like, I'm going to do this. You know, it's funny because I walked when I finally walked because I was going for a while and I was like, I got to get this thing done. And I had just had my son. I finished college right before he was born. I didn't walk that next month and I waited six. So my kid was like six months old and I walked across the stage. Nobody knew me. Nobody knew who I was. <laughs> it didn't even matter. Well, I'm seeing now a bunch of people know who you are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What are some other obstacles or challenges that you faced along your journey and how have you worked through it? Well, I think that the biggest one that we've been dealing with right now is with this whole coronavirus Yeah, and having our kids at home for the last several months. We actually had our fourth baby in January. Congratulations. Thank you. And then she was in the hospital for a month because she was a preemie. So I was there every day working from the hospital, trying to be that, you know, perfect mom all the time. So I had a lot of nurses telling me, go eat go home, yes. go sleep. Rest, right? Yes. And it taught me a lot about who I am as a person. Like I felt like if I wasn't there, I wasn't being a good mom. Mm -hmm. And so I had to realize I was sitting there one day and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly like my business. Yeah. Like yeah. 
if I let it go and make it not my baby and rather a machine that works for me, it's going to work a lot better than if I'm trying to coddle it and help it grow a little bit at a time like you do with a child. It's a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You're, you're what I, that's why I always call women super women. When I was building my business and my son, you know, by my side and I was trying to figure it all out. And I remember a woman called me a superwoman, right? And she's, you're a superwoman. And she was definitely trying to comp, well, she was complimenting me. But at the time I was like, no, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. Right. Um, but now I embrace that realizing that women can do so much capable of so much. And so that's why a lot of times I say, Hey, there's super women, because I know you're like literally legit doing your business, just had your kid, the kid's preemie. He's in, she's in, you know, ICU. You're sitting there with your, your laptop. <laughs> with three other kids and dealing with your husband. And I mean, it's like, you know, super women, you know, doing everything. Yeah. Well, and I think we've just, we make it work. Yeah. We do. don't sit around and wait for somebody to come and save us. We're just like, okay, well, we're the moms. Let's just pay the bills and make it work. Yeah. Just make it work. You know, how do you stay motivated? Um, definitely my kids. So, um, in October, my husband actually lost his job. Mm -hmm. And so we had to really rethink what we were doing because, you know, for the longest time I had what people would refer to as a side business yeah. and, you know, my father-in-law would look at it and he'd go like, Oh, that's so cute that you work on the oh. line. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I make more than your son. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Let's just get this real. Let's get this straight right now. <laughs> yeah. So when my husband lost his job, we were like, okay, well, this is where the rubber hits the road. And he looked and looked and looked and couldn't find anything that was really worth the while. There wasn't any benefits or any pay that was worth him going back to work versus watching the kids during all of this. Yeah. So we decided to keep our preemie baby safe we were going to keep our other kids out of preschool for until actually next week yep and so he's been the stay-at-home mom and he's like I have no idea how you've done this this whole time like how did you build this and I was like well I just did right I just did because I was a superhero okay <laughs> yeah and we just decided actually to hire him on to the business because we've gotten so big that I just can't do it all by myself anymore. Yeah. Um, with the social media management and the audits and things like that for businesses, we just needed the extra set of hands and it made sense to hire him on as the first hire. This was one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you said that on our, on our phone call and I thought that that's a boss. Okay. That's a total boss. Like, cause so, I did the same thing, by the way. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I work from home. I've been building my business. You know, we've built it up to where it's a really good, stable, solid business. And, uh, yeah, I hired my husband, too. You know, when COVID hit, there was absolutely no other thing to do. And him on our team, his skill set, has been incredible. Like he's been my best hire. <laughs> That's good. 
and we work well together. I'm like, that's really my dream for most, for anyone who wants to have that life, who can work with their husband to it's, it's perfect. You're home with your four kids. You guys can do what you got to do. Take breaks when you need to um, get everything done. You have a vested interest in it working. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect partnership. And if you guys can do it, I think that is amazing. Yeah. Well, and it makes it to where your business is not just something that you're half-heartedly putting your effort into. Yeah. Like it is the make or break. It is the make or break. It is the deal. It's like the modern day farm. You know yes. I mean? <laughs> A little bit more lucrative, hopefully. A lot more lucrative <laughs> than <the> farm. Yeah. <laughs> but it is kind of that idea where, you know, where we're all working and we're doing what we got to do. I love your story. I love what you've done. I love what you've created. Um, what advice would you give another uh, woman, a mom, who wants to start her business? What, what advice would you give her? Really look into what you want to do because this is not for the short term. So don't try and find all these different businesses that people are pitching you and try them on, all of them on for size. Really think about what are you passionate about? Who do you want to help? Because it has to be more than money at the end of the day or you're not going to stick with it. That's right. That's right. Well, I love it. You have been a total, total joy, Cabrina. And um, tell us where we can where we can find you. Yeah. So you can find me at CabrinaBudwell.com as well as on Instagram at Email Marketing Guru. And on Facebook at Cabrina Budwell Consulting and Twitter at Cabrina Budwell. I love it. So thank you so much for coming today. And uh, I look forward to collaborating and doing more stuff with you. I think you're amazing. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been so good talking with you.